0: Greetings. This is the Conversation: Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. This is a mid-season solo cast. I'm going to talk about a few things, give a few updates on a few things, and uh, and go over some of the things we, well, some of the guests we've had in, over the first half of the season, and uh, what we've got planned for the second half of the season. So uh, first, I want to uh, talk to folks about. Episode number nine, Wellmar Pianard from South Africa. Uh, shortly after that episode, I got radio silence from him. I wasn't hearing anything from him. He was in an area that was impacted by a lot of rioting and looting. The There was an electrical transformer that had been destroyed, and he was out of electricity for a week, but generators had been supplied. I don't know how, but uh, he was on generator power when he, when I, I just sent him a note saying, Hey, are you okay? Everything all right with you? And he sent back and said, he's okay. They're on generator power, but that's very, you know, that's some serious stuff. So I wanted to just give everybody a report on, on uh, Velmar because very cool people, very, very cool guy, very cool guy. And, and a lot of people are being, a lot of hurt people are hurting a lot of other people. All around the world. So just want to give you an update on him. The other thing I wanted to provide some background on was uh, episode number 11. I think it was Daphne O'Brien. There was a question that I did not ask her while we were being, while I was interviewing her. And that was how her daughter had, wh- what type of special needs her daughter had before the iatrogenic medication brain injury. From the prednisone and the antipsychotic medications, and uh, again, that this was this is Daphne is amazing to me because I just it's amazing. So uh, her daughter Gloria had special needs that were caused by Daphne receiving too much Nubain while she was in while she was uh, delivering, and she was unable to push. So suction forceps were used on Gloria's head and they caused mental retardation in Gloria. So that, that I realized that that was a question that, uh, that was not in the episode and I'm not saying it to be a, I'm not saying this stuff to be a down. I'm just saying that I want to make sure everybody knew that because when I, when she told me that it really, it further cements Daphne's testimony in that episode. I mean, it was amazing. And I know there's a lot of people like her, men and women, kids going through some really tough things. So keep your face up because you're loved. All right. My mom, my mom, there's an update on my mom. And uh, this one is, this one's, this one's really cool. Uh, It's not a, uh, it's not a silver bullet story for anything cannabis related. I call it, you know, really I, I do. I call it the Holy spirit entourage effect in cannabis. They have, there's a term called the entourage effect where it's, uh, the, the flower, what they call it now, or the bud is going to give you the most comprehensive profile of that plant than anything else is. And that's the way that's from what I've read. And from what going through the medical marijuana system here in the state of Florida, that's what they agree with. Well, as well. And, uh, when it comes to that, so wait, (laughs) sorry, I started getting my thoughts mixed up. Okay. So my mom's surgery, that's what it was. Horrific surgery. She had back issues. She thought they were going to be resolved. And when I say, when I use this word butchered, I, it's not a stretch. She was hospitalized for six months, five surgeries while under medical care she contracted meningitis and encephalitis which she now has to be on medication for the rest of her life to prevent any either of those things coming back specifically the encephalitis because that's a, a spinal fluid fungus that it, it's horrible so years later my mother is uh Regretting this surgery because she knows that she came out far worse and not just with back problems, but with new things, like just quality of life was going down. <clears throat> and um, she was struggling. In the introduction, I said she became depressed. And I did not know it. I didn't know it. She, she talked to my wife about it eventually to say she was on some antidepressant medications, as are many people as are many, many, many people. This one affects me because it's my mother. So years down the road, years down the road from the surgery, she's depressed. And uh, she tells my wife, my wife and I talk, and I'm still in the service. And I really can't do much for her, really. My sister lives locally. She handled, she, she goes to a lot of medical appointments with her. So she has support there. And that's critical because my sister is pretty thorough and comprehensive. So it got to the point where we had to have a conversation with my mom and try to help. And it wasn't one where we were pointing fingers at her. We were just telling her that we love her. And that we know.
1: That the pit she's in right now is not where she's supposed to stay. And. I
0: was like, have you thought about CBD? Because I, then I told her about the, the Hemp Farmers Act. I think that's what it's called. Basically, that's what allows all 50 states to sell CBD products, whether it's gummies, tinctures, or CBD pre-rolled cigarettes. And she was not, she was not for it. She was against it. She,
1: she, one, she didn't believe me. She didn't believe me that she could buy that stuff from online vendors that were legit so there were two things
0: that i were that was not aware of when i started talking with her about this and one of them was, well actually one i should say one one of them was uh, a friend of hers from her church who also has a progressive illness was using cbd cigarettes as well and talked to my mom about it said she got some relief from it said she didn't have she didn't have like it didn't it didn't it wasn't a cure-all right but it helped And when she didn't want to take pain meds because she was just tired of the side effects, she would use the CBD cigarettes. And that actually helped because that gave my mom a perspective of somebody who is also goes to her went to her same church and has a physical condition and was getting relief. So that was in my favor when I first had this. I didn't even realize that, but that was in my favor when I was having this conversation with her because I wasn't sure. I knew she was close to the idea. I knew it. But at this point in time, it's like, look, you're on all these medications. Have you thought about trying this plant? It's for inflammation. And I'm not saying it's going to wipe out all your pain, but it might help you pull back on some of these pain pills and pain patches that have gotten you to this place where you're in this pit and it's very dark. So the other thing, uh, so I already said that once she found out she could find buy the stuff on, uh, when, she, when she researched it for herself, realized that what I was telling her about the Hemp Farmers Act was real. She could go in, because the stuff looks real. I mean, it looks like a regular, it looks like whether it's hemp or, or cannabis or marijuana, you know, I'm not a botanist. I'm not an arborist. I'm not, you know, it, it looks the same. It smells the same. It has different effects. So she was nervous about that. but. When my dad and her were in college, they they used it a few times and they enjoyed it. Nothing they kept on with, but they were in college. So we guide her to the website and she picks out some edibles and she picks out a couple. I tell her to get some pre roll cigarettes. She does not want to smoke. She's not smoking. So she's like, I really don't want to smoke. And I was like, I know, but right now you should, buy, you should try at least two different forms. So she grabbed some edibles. She didn't like those. They didn't agree with her. And she just didn't do anything with him. So we called back and check on her. And, and I'm saying, hey, have you tried the CBD cigarettes yet? She says, no. So I was kind of like, well, what are you waiting for? You know, because, you know, I'm, I'm praying and I do believe in prayer. And this is where the story gets really cool with my mom. So she obviously got to a point where she was going to try it. And she tells me about it. And this is what I say is the, the Holy Spirit entourage effect, because it's not a it's not a narrow thing that is super deep, but not comprehensive. It, it's, it's a whole being type of thing. Here's what my mother did. Her and my dad had a, a convertible. And my dad passed away a while ago, almost a decade ago. So she's been, uh, been living alone for the last nine years. And uh, she took that CBD cigarette, went into her
1: garage, Sat in her convertible, and smoked half of it, and went back inside. She was calm. She was comfortable. And I don't know all the things
0: that was going through her mind. I don't know. I, I can't pretend to know everything that she went through because I. It's not for me to know. But here's why I call it the. Here's why I'm like. Well, you know what? That's the Holy Spirit entourage effect because. She probably she got a dose, she probably got the biggest dose of CBD to her, endocrine, her uh, endocannabinoid system, maybe in her whole life. So she's got a big dose of CBT, CBD to her endocannabinoid system. She's sitting in a vehicle that her and my dad used to drive just to have fun and be together when they wanted to get out of the
1: house. And she's stepping out of depression in the process. and that that was a huge was a huge piece of
0: time for her because she's no longer in that she's no longer in depression she's no longer on those antidepressant medications now here's the funny thing that's why i say it's not a silver bullet story for cbd or cannabis or anything because the effectiveness of after that first that first try she she smoked another half like a week later, she said it helped, but not as much. And the pain she has is intense. So what she ended up doing is, use, is, is reducing the amount of pain pills, pain medications, patches, all that crap, to the point where she doesn't have to take the full dose. And that's good. She takes as needed to stay on top of it, not to escape reality and the idea of any pain at all. So that was good. And
1: Secondly, she uh she's oh that's right. This was sorry. <laughs> she uh she didn't have
0: the same effect. Like after the second time, it wasn't as effective. But she got what she needed from it at that time. And when I think about it, when she says, Yeah, the edibles didn't work, and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I'm thinking, you know what? It'd be like if she were going to take a, an edible gummy bear or whatever, go into her garage, sit in her convertible that she and my dad used to drive, eat it, and, you know, it's just like taking a pill, basically. There's no process to it, there's no, there's a culture. And this is where, this is where, uh, this is where the culture of the cannabis plant people are in tune with because there was something different about her smoking that smoking that plant material instead of just popping a pill or eating a gummy there's something the the way you approach it and the way it goes is just different i'm not saying everybody needs to smoke it i'm just saying that there's a culture to it and that culture is palpable so i understand why some people in the cannabis industry are like hey we don't want this culture to be you know the culture's important and i get that so now my mother just you know when she when she feels like she doesn't want to take a pain pill she'll take one or she'll she'll uh she'll try a cbd cigarette and you know what it's it's not it's not a locked in like yep this is the it's not but it's there and it helps and it's a plant and it's not synthetically made and it's not uh just another another pill in the box. I mean, there's some drugs out there. My mother's, yeah, I'm not going to go over her whole regimen of pills, but it, it just blows my mind. and She's not alone. A lot of elderly people are on medications, and I just don't understand why this plant isn't even legal federally yet. And the, on the THC side, because that's the psychoactive side that that, uh, that states are legalizing. So that was a good success story for my mom. Like
1: I said, what do I want her to be pain-free? Absolutely. But she's not. Instead, her quality of life is improving. And you know what?
0: She stepped out of depression. That's pretty amazing. So with that, I heard heard someone actually read this. I read this. And the person was talking about somebody that was in a very dark place. What that dark place is doesn't matter. And the person said, it takes a thought to heal a thought. It takes a thought to heal a thought. And with that, I want to read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, written by King Solomon, which was one of King David's sons. Third king of Israel. And he said... Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the issues of life. So it takes a thought to heal a thought. Guard your heart. And if you go back to the introduction and some of the other episodes, we talk about about how it's not what a person puts into their body that defiles them. It's what comes out. That's exactly what Solomon is talking about. He's saying, guard your heart because if you're not mindful of the things that you're allowing into your eyes and ears and thoughts and heart and your mind, well, then those things are going to start to take root sometimes, and you may not want them to guard your heart because from it flow the issues of life. And it's pretty amazing that even, even though, uh, in this wild, crazy time in the 21st century, we still have the ability to guard our hearts. We have free will to make a choice. It is pretty cool. Guard your heart, because a bruised reed he will not break. Now, if it's hard to guard your heart and you're still real low, a bruised reed he will not break. A bruised reed he will not break. That's uh, the prophet Isaiah talking about prophesying how Jesus will treat people when he comes in the flesh. And he did. A bruised reed he did not break. It's Pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. I mean, it's just everybody's a bruised reed. The folks who think they're not, well, the flu can knock someone down. It's amazing how resilient and strong these bodies and minds are. But well, I tell you, it's very fragile. It can be very fragile. Scripture is very clear in, when God and Jesus are saying, I confound the mighty with the simple. In other words, he's saying all the intellect of man and all this, all this data, all this information, it pales in comparison to the one who made each and every one of us in his image. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Bruised reed, he will not break. And in the process, guard your heart. Guard your heart. A bruised reed, he will not break. All right, we got some uh, We got some guests coming up. Uh, I've got uh, some recordings already done that we'll be putting out. Um, I really enjoy all of them. I like talking with all the people I've had, and that's cool. The last one we did was Dr. J. Patrick Fiore, and, you know, that perspective. Communion is a big topic. You see it in the news with the Catholic Church and the Pope and the Latin Mass and everything, and, and that's, that's where, I mean, that's, that's amazing to me to say that one person will dictate that you can't take this at home. You have to do it from an authorized person. And I get that. We talked about, Pat and I talked about that. You know, guarding against abuse can certainly become abusive. And that's what blows my mind is is that communion in the scripture, they broke bread from house to house. House to house. There was no church back then. It was house to house. There was no, oh. And Paul was the only one who could give us communion because Paul was the only one authorized to do it. No, that's not what it was. It was they broke bread from house to house. Jesus provided communion in the upper room before or during the Passover. And it was wine. And I'm not saying everybody needs to drink wine. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is let's not pretend. Let's not pretend so that we can have a squeaky clean image that we're perfect because perfection is not part of it. The the, the disciples were arguing over which of them was the greatest during that same Passover meal. Kind of telling. So the other thing I want to touch on in communion is that some, you know, When I hear the pastor say, we're going to have communion, everybody can see it up on the table. And you can, you can feel people tightening up because they say, but you better be worthy. And they're getting that from Paul. Paul saying that to the Corinthians in his letters, one of his letters. And
1: in that, humans have determined that to mean whatever they want it to mean, to disqualify people. Because if you look
0: at the gospels, when they're in the upper room, it's clear that the disciples were not behaving perfectly. They're arguing about which one of them was the greatest. Earlier, even John, while they're passing, they want to pass through a city where Samaritans live. And they didn't, the Samaritans didn't let them pass through. John says, Jesus Shall we call down fire upon them like Elijah did? And his answer to them was, you do not know what spirit you are of. In other words, just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean you harbor an anger that wants to kill. That's not it. You do not know what spirit you are of. It's It's... That's very, that's critical. That's critical. Because it all points to love one another. And loving one another has to be intentional. Just like it's intentional to focus on things that are not good for you. It's a choice to do those things. And here's the thing. We all know what they are. We do. We know it in our heart of hearts. We know when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing or it just happens. You you, you have it in your heart. Where does that come from? We're not going to talk about all that right now, but where does that come from? Where does that, what ought to be and what not ought to be come from? Where does the sense of justice and injustice come from? Why is it that people have it? I don't think it's something that we're taught. You know, I've heard people say, we have to learn to hate. Now, I think human beings do that intentionally, because then it's like, hate is outside of us. Hate is something we grab onto and we hold on to it. It's not something that's in our heart already as a human. And you can look at the state of the world and say, yeah, it's pretty much true. But uh, that is a critical piece. It's a critical piece. Communion was first foreshadowed by Melchizedek in Genesis. Abram came back from rescuing Lot and his family. Melchizedek presented to Abram the bread and the wine, which is a foreshadowing of communion. Now this is a foreshadowing of tithe because Abram's response was to give Melchizedek 10%. He had no law to do so. No one told him to do it. That was his response. I think a lot of churches miss that. I think a lot of denominations miss that. And they also miss the idea of well, I don't want to go into all that. They miss that. I think they think, I think they really do miss that. You're loved far more. We are loved far more than we realize. Far more than we realize. Now I just want to share this one story because it, it really had an impact on my wife and I, when my wife and I left the Tampa Bay area in 2010, where I was stationed up in Washington, DC and, uh, we would just go see dinner and movies like every single weekend. And that just started to get really old. It was like, we got to do something different aside from when I want to relax, I turn on the television. It was, we both realized that that wasn't, that wasn't really, that really wasn't getting us where we wanted to be in our life. So my wife, after years of trying to get pregnant, she was actually pregnant. And we decided to, have television on one night a week, Friday night or Saturday night. And we're going to leave it off the other six days, six and a half days, however you want to do it. Because we won't watch it during the day. We just do it that night, because it's Friday night or Saturday night. And it was amazing how much of my imagination I got back. I could literally, my imagination was consumed with crap that I'd been watching on screens. I was, my, my, it, was it was amazing.
1: And that's the idea of it. That's what I say, guard your heart because your ears and your eyes are gates that allow things in. And when we allow things that aren't
0: good for us, too much of the things that are not good for us, but it's just watching, you know, I I just don't get into these serial killer stuff. I don't get into that stuff. I'm I'm not judging if you do, I just can't see it. I'm just like, oh man, it's it's just really dark. And I just find that I don't watch as much television anymore. I still watch it. I still have some stuff that I like to watch, but what, how much I've subject myself to somebody else's imagination for advertising dollars is becoming less and less. So that was pretty cool. So that's what I'm saying. Guard your heart. Guard your heart because out of it flow the issues of life. And you are loved.
1: No one's too far gone. No one's too low. No one's out of Jesus's reach. No one. No one, no one, no one.
0: I think a big, a big sin is to be partial with the love of Jesus. To say that he loves these types of people, but he doesn't love those types of people. He can love you, but he can't love that kind of person over there. That is man-made
1: Division, man made division. We're all made in his image. We're all made in his image. All right.
0: So, this is going to be a shorter one, obviously, but I will be putting out some episodes in the near future. Probably do another one this week and uh, definitely next week as well. So, we're looking at maybe 2022 20, episodes for season one. Then we'll start season two. We're going to keep coming back. It's good. Hope you're all enjoying it. If you are enjoying it, please leave a a review, give it a follow, provide some type of feedback via that. That'd be nice if if you're enjoying it. So my name is Miguel Torres. This is the
1: Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. Love you all. See you next time.